you tired of chasing perfection and always feeling like you fall short? There is a better way. Welcome to the Pop Coach Life with your host, Sharon Smaga, where we are pursuing the art of purpose over perfection. She's going to turn what you think you know on its head and help you discover a life filled with meaning and joy. So buckle up, Buttercup, because here comes Sharon. Good morning and welcome back to Pop Coach Life. I'm Sharon Smaga and Pop Coach Life is where we are pursuing the art of purpose over perfection, hence pop. That's how I came up with pop um, to just sort of label that. So thank you for joining me again. We're in the middle of a series and today I'm going to finish that up. But before I get into that, I want to remind you to please, uh, you know, share my content like my content, comment on my content, ring the bell, um, follow me, please. If you like it enough to uh, hit that like button, following really makes a big difference. I'm learning to get the help I need from you guys to manage the algorithms well. And the better we manage the algorithms, the more that this free content gets out to people. And that's pretty exciting. So I've had to get over my uh, too proud to beg stance and realize this isn't even about me. It's just getting content out uh, to spread further out that can help people. So I appreciate all your efforts in that direction. Uh, also, if you go to popcoach.life, P-O-P-C-O-A-C-H dot L-I-F-E, that is my website. It's not a dot net or org. It's a dot life. And you can access content in there. But also, if you would like to, you can get some more one-on-one uh, -on -one time with me if, if you like the free content and you want to work with me uh, for some personal one-on-one -on -one coaching, you can access me. I've got a full calendar set up. There's a payment method set up in there. You can take care of everything on the website. Uh, it's a super simple plan. There's no long-term contracts I'm going to try to lock you into, so check that out. Also, if you would just like to take about 20 minutes and chat with me at no cost to you. We went ahead and set up, I worked with my team to set up some free consult options. Those are obviously more limited slots, but they're in there and they're available. And that gives you a chance to have a sort of a one-time uh, free conversation with me and see uh, what you might wanna work on. Uh, if you feel like we kind of connect, I want you guys to have every opportunity to do what is best for you. This is your money, I get it. Like I work really hard for mine. So I want to give you every opportunity to feel like, you know, you're getting the best deal you can for you. So go ahead and go in Pop Coach Life and check it out. And thank you for that. All right. We have been doing a series. I've got my notes here. Uh, let me pop the book up first for one last time. I think this will be my final, uh, unless something really inspires me that I want to share with you guys as I finish the book. Um, I am definitely in about the last quarter of it. It is from the book, The Anatomy of Peace, Resolving the Heart of Conflict by the Arbinger Institute. Uh, I was drawn to this book because, well, because I want to have a heart of peace toward people that I, you know, in my life, whether I have a very personal relationship with them, a casual, it's somebody I pass at the grocery store and just smile at and say hi to. Um, I don't want to have a heart of war. I want to live in a heart of peace. But what really drew me to it was exploring where I have very close relationships where I don't feel like that peace is there that I desire. 
I am trying to learn and understand um, in as much as it's my responsibility, what can I do? What do I need to bring into it in my thinking, my words and my behavior? And so this book has been really helpful to me. It's helped me make a personal decision, sort of a mantra that I will have a heart of peace toward those I love, even if they are at war uh, toward me in their hearts, that I cannot make that an excuse for me, which kind of leads into this series, finishing up what we're talking about. And this has been a series on the boxes of self-justification. So it's the things that we do or the way we tend to think or behave when we know we are crooked in our thinking or behavior toward another person and then we're looking for ways in our thinking to justify that behavior okay um that's another way to just say it it's kind of like when i know i've been a jerk or a turd in my thoughts towards somebody or in my words or my behavior what do i decide makes that okay even though it's not that get, makes me, because I am trying to feel okay about my bad behavior. Um, probably I'm looking to be at peace, which ironically, self-justification will never get you that peace. Um, so self-justification is not what will bring you peace. And the whole goal of this, you know, if you're interested in a book like this, is the anatomy of peace is we want to find a way to have peace. So if you have not caught the episodes before this, I'm going to encourage you to go back and listen. Uh, there's the better than box and they're titled this way, the I deserve box and the need to be seen as box. Those are the three we already covered. Today we are going to cover the fourth and final, which is the worse than box. And that's what they call it in the book, the worse than box. Doesn't even sound good, does it? Uh, none of them sound good. They sound really gosh, better than box. I'm better than others. I deserve. I think I'm the victim need to be seen as I've got, you've got to think well of me and I'm, and I'm going to fake it because I want you to think well, none of these sound good, do they? So go back and check out the other three. So the worst than box is I think I'm not as good. This doesn't sound good, does it? Um, it may not sound as priggish as the boxes before, but this is not good. I think I'm not as good as other people. I think I am broken or deficient, or I think I'm fated. So the idea that I can't help it, this is just fate. I'm stuck. This is my life. It sucks, and this is my life. That's the idea of fated. Um, I will tend to see others as advantaged, privileged, and blessed. Woof. So if you catch yourself, if you have some of that thinking where you think everybody else has advantages and they're privileged and they're blessed and you're kind of jealous because you see them as privileged, um, that's a clue that you're in this box. In fact, it will create feelings of helplessness, bitterness, jealousy, and depressed. You'll get depressed. If this is resonating, then you're probably parked in the worse than box. It's not a good way to feel, right? And then you'll tend to see the world as hard or difficult or the world's against me or the world's ignoring me, right? Like, it's just too hard. This is just the world. Life is so, so hard. That's, the, that's how we'll tend to see the world. So if I'm in this box, I feel ignored. Maybe I feel invisible. 
it seems so hard. Life is always so hard. Um, I'm probably jealous of other people and even bitter about that to some degree. I'm constantly, I've, I've made myself feel helpless, right? Because I've convinced myself other people have it better. Other people have an advantage I will never get. I hear people talk about that a lot without even realizing it. They, they, they just assume, oh, well, so-and-so has the lake house. Well, it's, it's kind of the us and them mentality. Well, people like that have privilege I'm never going to have. And so we're jealous of them for having it, and we've disempowered ourselves to ever get it. Does that make sense to you guys? Um, that's how we tend, oh, well, they're blessed, but I'm not. They're special. I'm not. They had a silver spoon in their mouth. I don't. It's all that kind of thinking. And that's what happens when we think we are not as good as others, or we see ourselves as broken, or we see ourselves as deficient, or we decide we are fated to this miserable, horrible, awful life, and other people, there's an us and them, right? Uh, the us is fated to a horrible life. The them are the people who are privileged and blessed, and they just don't get what we go through when we're in this box, Right. And so you can see how you would go even from just being jealous at times to becoming bitter, really bitter um, and depressed because who can live that way chronically without getting bitter and depressed? So the worst in box, while it may sound less snotty or whatever than the other boxes I've covered, is really equally bad box to be in, guys. We don't want to be in these boxes. So I've encouraged you in the other episodes and I want to encourage you if you're listening today, this is what I'm doing. I'm carrying around my notes from this series. And when I find myself feeling the feelings that are named in each of these boxes, what I really, really want to do is step back and go, oh, shoot, I am feeling this way. What's going on? And I want to go look at the box and say, how did I get in that box? Whether it's two minutes of my life or 20 or two weeks, it doesn't matter. I don't want to be in these boxes. So the idea is with some truth and grace, you know, that lets us be responsible, we can reverse engineer these boxes. So if you find yourself helpless, bitter, and jealous, then you're in that box. And you can go to that and go, okay, why do I feel this way toward these people in my life? What's going on? Why do I think that the world is hard and difficult? Why am I engaging with this person as if I am not as good as them? Why do I believe that? So when I say reverse engineer, if we see where we're at in a box, we can take that and reverse engineer it and sort of go backwards and go, what happened in this relationship or in my thinking in life that I began to embrace this box? So I can be struggling with a person and jump into one of these boxes, not good, right? Because I'm going to guarantee you any of these boxes I jump into, I am either cutting people out of my self-awareness or consciousness and devaluing them in a way that I am missing out. Not only am I mistreating them, I'm missing out. Or I'm in avoiding engagement, right? And I'm, or I'm spinning anxious thoughts. So when you find yourself in these thoughts or these feelings, if you can sort of back the truck up, if you will, back up, 
take a look at what's going on and see is it's a way of he 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 is it's a way of most multi-generational cultural beliefs that can be really healthy and adaptive but some of them are really maladaptive right um so that's worth taking a look at. I'm even kind of thinking about my family a little bit and how I grew up or my husband's family as I'm um, recording this. Where do we tend to get stuck? It may be a particular relationship you're just having a difficult time with. And so maybe overall, you can stay out of the boxes, but this person really hits your buttons and you really hit their buttons or whatever, and you go to your boxes, if you will. So my encouragement is you can't control what they're doing um, I can't control what people in my life are doing, but I sure as heck can be honest with myself with some truth and grace about, um, here's my little list of notes. If you're listening to these and made some notes, I'm going to carry mine with me. I think this is this very life-changing and that important that I'm going to carry mine with me. And when I find myself in those feelings or that way of thinking, I want to take a look at that and deal with that. Because I don't want to justify crooked thinking towards somebody else. It's it's not a heart of peace. It's a heart of war. I don't want to be at war. Um, I, I just, I'm not, I don't even have that kind of energy anymore like I used to. I'm in my 50s. And I don't know what age you are listening to this. But in my 20s, I had way too much energy to waste on on things like this. And I didn't always, that I often did not handle well, even in my 30s. And I think you get more seasoned in life. And you start to value things differently and you love people and you really want less energy wasted on being at war with people, whether it's in your thoughts, in your heart, in your words with them, in your behavior toward them. Um, and I get it. I got somebody that, man, they can open their mouth and hit every freaking button I've got. And I'm responding to them in a way that um, I'm not okay with. I like. I get how I got there in my head because I want to protect, I'm feeling attacked, but ultimately I'm not okay with the end result of that. And so hear that I'm in my fifties and I'm still working on this guys. So don't give up, keep working at this. It's worth it. All of these are tools that can help us pursue our purpose over perfection. I'm in it with you. I'm struggling next to you. So please don't give up. Take a listen again, just quickly. These are the boxes of self-justification and it's how we try to justify when we have behaved badly towards someone else in our thoughts, our actions, our words, in whatever way. You know, I know, let me say it that way. I know that I've got people in my life that I may not be saying or doing things out loud, but because, and I may be able to control my tongue and that is valid and that is worthy but I'm still struggling in my thoughts toward them. And so I even want to use this to help me deal with that. So we're talking about the box, the better than box, the I deserve box, the need to be seen as box, and the worse than box. We don't want to be in these boxes. So when we catch ourselves there, let's reverse engineer and figure out how we got there and see what we can do about that. It, it's the art of self-discipline, right? In our thinking and our behavior. So I love you guys. Keep pursuing your purpose over your perfection. If you've caught one of these, catch the rest. I think it's good information that's really helpful. Also, don't forget um, to grab the book. If you're interested, pick up a copy or do Audible or whatever you like to do. Listen to it or read it. The Anatomy of Peace. I've enjoyed reading it because I can highlight things 
Um, that's been really helpful for me. And it's by the Arbinger Institute. And again, I'm Sharon Smaga, and this is Pop Coach Life, where we are pursuing the art of purpose over perfection. Y'all take care, and I will see you next time. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the Pop Coach Life podcast. To catch all her past shows, go to www.popcoach.life.